I'm sleeping with my boyfriend's sister-in-law. Let me start off by saying that I love my boyfriend, Mike. We've been together a few years, have a kid in the mix, and have an awesome relationship with understanding and love. But like anyone else, we've had our problems. My boyfriend's brother, Stan, is a great provider for his family and is actually a great friend. My boyfriend likes to get together with his brothers, and that normally meant activities were limited because Stan's wife, Stella, Stella had grown up in a strict Christian home as the daughter of a pastor. So clubs were never her thing. Smoking was a no, but she recently started drinking and coming out of her shell. Once Mike and I were solid as a couple, we started having family time hosted by us. The entire family would come down, spend time with each other and have some good food, and the end of the night the girls would come back to my place and the guys would stay at Mike's. We would have spa nights while the boys smoked, drank, and watched their games and acted like buffoons. This had been the arrangement for a couple of years now. So much that Stella and I had started to communicate directly to plan these girls' weekends. None of the other brothers are in serious relationships, so it's just us. The boys never mind a surprise trip to see the family, so it works for us when we're stressed and need a break. Stella and Stan started having problems and decided to open up their marriage. Mike and I had issues too and broke up while doing that weird limbo thing people do. We organized a girls night to get everyone together and establish our bond to our families again I had been in this for a while and was willing to work on my relationship as well as Stella one weekend we all had a blast together and we're calling it a night Stella and I had a couple bottles of wine and a clay mask facial waiting for us now as with any girl time we let loose and talked crap it's as simple as that This night was no different. We were venting and drinking, talking about how things are going with the boys and how hooking up isn't what it used to be. She opened up her relationship because there was no intimacy between them. I remember giving some speech about how inviting another person into your home doesn't fix problems that were there. She half-heartedly agrees and asks how I am. I told her that our hooking up life consisted of him grabbing me by the ankles and doing his thing. Foreplay? Gone. Intimacy? gone. We sadly laughed about how good the other woman made her feel. I was reminiscing about my adventures with other women. Slightly mad that it seemed like a lifetime ago that it was so easy to get lost in a sensual kiss. We joked that in a perfect world we would be able to have the soft spoken passion that seems to follow women while having families that we love. We clinked our glasses and went to wash off our clay masks and started our new show Firefly Lane. We climbed into my bed and for some reason I could feel the shift in the air. She looks so good in my PJs. Face flushed from the wine and a smile on her face. I always liked her smile and made it a point to tell her so. She always seems sad. Stan is a great man, but he didn't love her and we all knew it. He got her pregnant at 19 and there was no other choice than to marry her per her father's orders. She lives for others, always has and always will. Meanwhile, I'm loud and spontaneous, but I too live my life for my family. I've always made it a point to remind her that she is a hot, beautiful, strong woman. Hell, I even had her name as goddess in my phone. We finished a couple of episodes when we noticed we needed a new bottle. On our way to the kitchen, we decided music was needed and 90s R&B was on, so we started dancing. Somewhere in between Usher and Tank, we were back in my room, drunk, happy, and ready for the show. I sit on my bed as she starts complaining about how she needs to lose this and that. I roll my eyes and take her into my arms looking at her and tell her that she's perfect the way she is and anyone would be lucky to have her. Giggling happens on the screen and we look away just to notice Tully go through the glass table. 
She comes closer to me, opening my legs more to make space for her. I thought nothing of it as I wrapped my arms tighter around her and looked up. She grabbed my face and we had the best kiss I've had in years. The kind where you forget whose breath you're breathing. Your legs get weak and tingling happens inside of you, like an awakening. We both pulled back and laughed as if it was a joke. I bit my lip and pulled her back in as we ripped each other's clothes off and had the most amazing hookup, completed with cuddles and breakfast in the morning. We had hookups in every place we could in my apartment. We cuddled and talked for hours on the floor laying in the living room, naked with the rays of sunshine warming us. We now had something that was special, intimate and our very own, that could ruin everything we've built. We spoke about how the boys could never know. We lived in our fantasy until it was time for us to go to dinner. We were happier. The boys complimented us on our change of demeanor and glowing skin. We looked at each other and laughed. We said our goodbyes after dinner with the promise of doing it again, like always. Kisses and hugs were exchanged, but when our turn came, she managed to slip her lips onto my neck, sending shivers throughout my body. We pulled away and off she went with the beautiful smile I loved so much. I retreated back into Mike's side and held his hand as we waved them off. It's been some time now since the first episode of Firefly Lane, and I'm happy to say things have been better for both Stella and I, but we can't wait for the show to come back and have a girls weekend. This story does have an edit. Stella and Stan's marriage was open at the time. Mike and I were not together. I myself was confused about the situation before reading the edit because I thought both women were in relationships, although one was in an open relationship. I don't really have much thoughts on this, to be honest. Hearing this story just makes me realize that marriage isn't for everyone. And sometimes some look great, but they really aren't. My toxic trait is laughing at people when they're mad. On the internet, I'm the opposite, but people in the real world, I will laugh at. Mostly always dumb people. If people are talking stuff to me or someone I'm with, I will almost certainly throw a smile and chuckle in their face. I know it makes people mad, and I don't do it on purpose, but it is what it is. Obviously, if it's a major issue that I made or someone I'm with made, I wouldn't laugh, but it's always the smallest thing people that get mad about that annoy me. Hence why I think it's funny. Example. Me and someone were draining a stopped up drain with the hose. Instead of running the hose in the parking lot of the seven businesses that were there, we put it through a metal fence on a back parking lot that wasn't being used. Of course, the owner gets mad and comes out complaining. He was saying that we were driving away his customers. It was a small stream of water that anyone could have easily stepped over. I laugh and smile at this guy after he throws his tantrum. We did end up moving the hose though. We moved it from the back lot of his place where there were no cars parked to the main front area of the business strip with seven companies. A few of them came out curious of the random water running and we explained... They didn't mind at all. I don't know. I only included this story to ask the question to the viewers. Is this also your toxic trait? Because I know a lot of people out there do this. Feeling for my best friend's ex. My best friend dated and broke up with the guy I'm currently figuring my feelings out for. Way before they started dating, he had shown feelings for me. That I didn't reciprocate. Flowers, a poem, but I didn't feel that way then. Then they started dating for about two years and I think I got too comfortable. I knew nothing could ever happen, so I let my guard down and got too close to him under the guise of, you're dating my best friend, so of course we're gonna get close too. But even she would tell me that her BF and I were probably closer than she and him were. Then they broke up and I was nervous to hang out with him because there wasn't a safety bumper to prevent feelings from escalating anymore. He was never direct about his feelings with me after their breakup though. I played it safe and played dumb as long as I could until he finally asked me out on a date in August. That was the first and last mention of his current feelings for me. I said no because I felt it was too weird knowing my best friend and him dated. 
but not because I wasn't interested. He's now moving away and that's been making me reevaluate things more. I'd like to think that if this boring post makes its way to him somehow, it's a positive sign. He says he scrolls through Reddit at work. Carlo, if you're reading this, thanks for the chocolates and for being a good friend. If you've decided to be less of a jerk this year and be more direct with your feelings, hit me up. If not, let's remain friends. People like this OP kind of annoy me because at the end of this, I'm sure the OP was just being playful. Maybe it's serious, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that this guy dated her best friend. So now she's just saying she's cool with it, which is probably going to cause problems. Why not just talk to your friend, tell her what's up, and if she hates you after the convo, it doesn't matter because you were already cool with ruining that friendship. Life is so much easier when you just talk things out. Also, the guy asked her out. So why does he need to be more direct with his feelings? He asked her out. At this point, it's her problem. She's the one not giving their feelings. This is all on the OP in my opinion. But let me know, is she a jerk? I need help. I was shown extremely graphic and violent content as a kid. Eel soup, two girls, one cup, and other stuff introduced me to spicy content between the ages of 8 and 11. And I had questionable spicy things happen to me and around me in my early adolescence. This led me to having a spicy content addiction from 8 to 11 years old to the age 22. And throughout that time, I watched some of the worst things you could possibly watch. However, I never once thought about those things ever in my life throughout this time of watching spicy content. The things I watched as a kid were extremely vile, and now I can never take that back. As a kid addicted to spicy content, I was trying to tell myself that it's not all my fault, but I just don't know what to believe. I know without a doubt that I'm a good person who cares about people, good morals and intentions, but because I watch some of the most vile stuff, I don't know how to live with myself. I'm not addicted to spicy content anymore, but I don't see how to move forward from this regardless of the circumstances. There is no excuse. I had never thought about what I watched, ever. Honestly, part of me feels like I wasn't completely conscious when I was watching spicy content growing up as a kid. Only now in my early 20s have I felt like I was actively conscious in everything I watched rather than just consuming content without thinking straight. Please help me. I don't associate myself with spicy content or the person I was when watching it anymore, but I don't know what to do. I'm trying to make sense of all this because I can't really live with the guilt and the pure shame and disgust I feel as being a human for watching something so vile. Can anyone shed some light or something? This story is something I totally relate to, but not on the level of the OP. Because I also watched some messed up videos back in the day, I was probably watching them between the years of middle school and high school, so it might have been a little bit older than the OP. OP when I was exposed to that kind of stuff, but I still watched it. I remember watching beheading videos and Saddam Hussein getting what a lot of people thinks he deserved. Basically, plenty of us watch things we shouldn't have growing up, and I don't think this OP should be so hard on themselves. Now, this does seem to be affecting the OP pretty heavily, and maybe they watched way more messed up stuff than I did. Who knows? But if it is taking such a toll on them, maybe they should talk about their feelings with a professional. Personally, I don't think we should judge people on the crazy stuff they watched as a kid. I got two black eyes from punching myself for girls on Snapchat. I have this deep humiliation fetish. I want girls to take advantage of me, especially if they know I got hit by a car when I was eight and have other issues. I literally punch myself in the face even with black eyes as they laugh. It's this sick, depraved, masochistic fetish. I started with this 18-year-old girl. We talked on the phone and she lost interest a bit. Then we talked again and her little brother and her were cussing at me. She said she would crap in my mom's throat and other crazy stuff, just insulting me. She said I probably got brain damage and SA'd. I don't know how she knew all that. 
I told her I did get hit by a car and touched by my older brother. She said good. I asked her eventually because it all low-key turned me on. If I should punch myself in the face for her. This obviously made her lose respect for me, but I did it and I loved it. I hit myself hard and she kept saying more and I would post more. I would add her on other accounts and offered to do it again. I would find random girls on Snap, tell them what happened and one girl told me to show her. I made a new one punching myself hard. I had a headache too. She told me to let her see me cut myself and I did it on my leg. Then she said to crawl into the oven, then to bang my head against the wall in my basement that had concrete walls and I pulled out hair out of my head. I refused when she told me to cut my wang. I tried, but the blade was blunt anyhow. This other girl told me to run outside in my underwear and I did. She showed her BF my videos and messaged me calling me a hideous ugly fat guy. I told her if I should flush my face in the toilet and she said yeah. And to show her, but I can't. I don't want to further expose myself like this. I have this deep humiliation fetish. And I want girls to take advantage of me. And laugh as I literally punch myself in the face with two black eyes. It's a sick, depraved, masochistic fetish. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is one of those things that I feel like I don't have the right to comment on, at least when it comes to the OP. Although the people taking advantage of someone who is clearly not mentally stable is always messed up in my opinion. But if the OP doesn't have mental issues and just has a weird fetish, who am I to judge them? I don't know. Personally, I don't think anyone should inflict harm on themselves, but what do you think? I'm still not happy. I'm still not happy with myself even though I finally got what I want. So to preface, I'm 19 and haven't had a girlfriend in almost 4 years. I will touch on this later. I really lack self-esteem due to my only being 5'4", but no one would really know that. I always act confident, like nothing bothers me. Even when everyone always pokes fun at me thinking it's just a harmless joke. To me though, it has seriously started to wear me down. My whole life, people have made fun of me for my height when I was younger and it really used to get to me. As I got into high school though, I don't remember where but someone said that the best way to deal with this stuff was to be confident. So that's what I did. Ever since then, I acted like none of the jokes bothered me. And for a time, I think it actually stopped getting to me. For some reason, though, it's really started messing with me again. I just got a new job a few months ago, and the people there are genuinely the nicest people, and I have made some great friends. The issue, though, is they constantly make fun of how short I am. It's seriously gotten to me. On to the girl situation. I have had multiple girls now tell me that they won't even consider dating me because of my height. Hell, 
I've even had a few tell me that I'm cute, but when I followed up asking them out, they said no because of my height. This kind of crushed my confidence over the years with girls. I stopped trying to go out and meet girls or anything like that. Now it's worth noting that I don't blame girls for not liking me either. I mean, hell, I hate myself too. Well, I finally have started seeing this new girl who just came into my life. She is super nice and has never put me down for my height or anything. I'm honestly not sure if I felt like this before. The only issue is I still don't feel happy. I still feel miserable. Every day I go to school and see friends and it's bound to happen that people mention a height as my joke or something. Then I go to work and I'm berated with jokes again. I honestly can't take much more to be honest. I've held strong for years but now I feel like the confident facade is waning. I just hate myself. Of course no one knows this about me either because then I wouldn't be able to act confidently anymore in front of them. I'm scared and I'm afraid. Stories like this always make me curious about people's backgrounds and culture. I grew up in a family and culture where you got picked on all the time. And when that happens, at least in my experience, you learn to easily deal with it when it comes to strangers or coworkers. This OP says they put on a confident vibe, but does that mean that he just brushes off the jokes? Or does he return fire? Sometimes the best way to get people to stop making jokes about you is to make jokes about them. Now, some people wouldn't agree with this method, but all I can say is it worked for me. Disclaimer though, just make sure your jokes are good because you don't want to be made fun of for your shortness and your bad jokes. So that's it for today's episode. Let me know your favorite story in that comment section down below. Don't forget to follow on Spotify and hit that subscribe button if you want more content like this in the future.